Good evening, Bards Nation. Today is Sunday, February 27th in the year 2022. Lots of stuff going on, which is the continued nightmare of propaganda pouring out of Ukraine. Canada's now a distant memory, even though it's probably one of the most important fights going. The digital ID is continuing to roll forward. And we're all getting played by a bunch of elites who are trying to decide who's going to be master of the universe over the slaves of the earth. Other than that, everything's normal. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's Bards Nation landing page over on MyPillow. Thank you to all you great patriots for making that possible and continued support of MyPillow. Mike Lindell. Probably had the best moment in CPAC over the weekend when he literally told a CBS reporter he was a traitor, <laughs> which I love. Anyway, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Some tremendous savings going on right now, including Giza sheets for as low as thirty nine ninety nine. If you have not tried the Giza sheets, you're, you haven't lived, quite frankly. Uh, you've got the towel sets heavily discounted. You've got the Sleepwear for men and women, 50% off. My slippers, 50% off. Big savings on the classic My Pillow. I'm telling you, all these, I use all these things. And it's, it does, and I'm not exaggerating in any way when I tell you it makes a difference in my sleep. I have come to really value it. And I'm not one that, I would love to get sometimes more sleep than I do, but what sleep I get, I value. And this is part of a health, wellness part of your life. So take it very seriously. Check out MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank Speech site, and the My Store site for great savings. In this period of time right now, when you use your promo code, you're going to get a free copy of Mike Lindell's great book of how a man came from addict to one of the greatest CEOs of our time, truly is, and a patriot with Christ in his heart. Also, The Founder's Bible, thefoundersbible.com. That's the Bible for our time, literally, NASB 1995 edition, which I consider to be the best translation currently. And then you have, with that, our, many of our founding fathers' documents worked within the, the Bible. So you can have that as you go along to really witness how our founding fathers used Scripture as a living language. Just a tremendous quality Bible, very well composed and put together. Uh, it's definitely something that every household should have and definitely every homeschooler should have. It's a complete lesson in a box almost. So again, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, in the coupon check section at checkout to get 20% off. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. That's the coffee for our time. It's designed to boost our your energy, keep you mentally focused throughout the entire day. I use this every day great product. Very happy to have our brand on it. With that, there are other great health products on that site that are all designed to reclaim your health ecosystem sovereignty. So it's your health sovereignty is what we're after, keeping everybody healthy and strong and away from the hospitals and the pharmaceutical nightmare. Those products include a gut health triad, and that's such an important part of our health is leaky gut. We don't really acknowledge it. Of course, we don't because if you fixed it, most of your health problems would go away. And then the pharmaceutical would be out of business. So the gut health triad helps address that. 
Then you have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Also have Earth, which is a full body nutrient powder. Take one scoop, mix it with water, drink it like a shake. It's a supplement your body needs. It's all you need, one drink, one scoop a day. And then Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market. It's a must-have for your cabinet. Again, I use all these every day. Keeps me healthy and strong, especially in an environment where people are shedding and we've got all sorts of other stressors around us from our electromagnetic nonsense to the bioweapon environment that they seem to want to continue with. So, again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So today I was up look, kind of looking around on the new Bards headquarters property, the Bards Nation headquarters property, and I just, Exodus 1237 came to mind. Now the sons of Israel journeyed from Ramesses, Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot aside from children. We're in a period of time right now when we're going to be faced with some very difficult decisions and they're moving fast. And they're moving fast because people are awakening and they've got to keep the game moving for, their, for them to be able to maintain control. Sadly, what Ukraine has demonstrated is, demonstrated is how foolish people still are when it comes to media. And I, I mean this very bluntly. I've been saying from the very beginning, very, be very cautious about what you believe I've tried to put in perspective. We're going to have a great interview tomorrow night, by the way. Nicholas, you'll hear all about him tomorrow night. It's um, Papa Nicolau, Nicholas Papa Nicolau. He's a Greek. He's received one of the, it's the highest award that Russia can give. He's also received the highest awards, some of the highest awards Ukraine can give. It's very interesting. Has a very interesting insight. Now you're going to hear, a lot of these things reinforced is that Americans don't take time to understand other people's histories. And so we tend to just have a very myopic view, which would also be called an anthropocentric view of the world. And we look at war as a place where there's always death and violence, because that's the type of war we've been conditioned on. The way we do war is we go in and we literally destroy everything. I'll give you an example in Afghanistan. When we launched into Afghanistan, we went in and destroyed. This was a third world country that had been ravaged. They, the Russians had been there, and then they, when the Russians left, then there was a civil war that waged for, I don't know, 12 some odd years between the factions, the different warlord factions. Afghanistan was destroyed inter, in, internally. And then when we came in, we just made sure and finished the job. We blew up everything. It got so bad. At one point, I think it was General Frank, told the Air Force to stop bombing targets because they had blown up so much stuff we couldn't move our own people around. And that infrastructure destruction, then what the way we wage war is we destroy the entire infrastructure of a country. And then we use our State Department with our CIA and our USAID, which is another form of CIA, to give contracts to the good old boys that have helped the politicians get in power to go in and rebuild the country from ground up. So your, our taxpayer dollars work to destroy it and work to rebuild it, and that's our idea of winning a war. 
and I, I'm not exaggerating about any of this. I was over in Kandahar, had just come from the east in a firebase that was, I don't know who the idiot was that built this firebase, but he built the firebase at the bottom of a riverbed, right on the edge of the bottom of a riverbed. And so naturally, when it rained, the entire base became flooded. So instead of moving the base, <laughs> this stuff gets so loony, I just tell you. They had $10 million left over. That In the way the government policies work is you have to spend it or you lose it. So rather than just give it back, they decided that they would redirect the river. I'm not exaggerating. And so they literally spent $10 million redredging and redirecting the river to save a fire base. It wasn't going to last anyway because once we left, it was ransacked by the Afghans and gone. I mean, it's this is the sort of lunacy war is. The Russians are doing a very different game right now. And, and just to appreciate that, the, we in the West tend to, and this is the media bias, the media wants you to believe the Russians are stupid. I would really caution you on that, like a whole bunch. The Russian education system, most Americans couldn't endure it past the first year. It is rigorous. And it is a very demanding education system that has come out of the communist years. They're, and, it's, and they push hard, and they're very intelligent, and they are very three-dimensional and multidimensional thinkers. So our idea of warfare is pretty primitive. Their idea of warfare, what they're doing in Ukraine, from the best I can tell, is they're, they're trying to capture Ukraine, not destroy Ukraine. And the number one group that's dumping this propaganda about people dying and things getting blown up isn't them. It's us, our good old CIA. The same group of people that installed and literally did install a neo-Nazi group in power that's backing Zelensky. The same Zelensky that has had his henchmen terrorizing Russian provinces, the same Zelensky that's passing out weapons across the, the Ukraine to make sure that the Russians will be confronted with armed civilians, not that are defending themselves, but in hopes of creating an incident that they can then film. And this is insane. And if you, if you doubt any of that, I mean, just take a look at the footage of the live feeds of Kiev, which is pretty calm right now. Russians are not destroying everything. And so if you're in that camp, we had one last night that was losing his mind. And on chat, wake up. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at this point right now where at this point in time in the war of an information war, when we've been spending, we've been in this information war for a good five years. If people aren't seeing it by now, you're just brain dead or damaged. I don't know which. And it's time that people start waking up because this is only going to get worse. I want you to listen to this short clip as an interview from Fox News. Listen to what she says near the end of the clip. Pay close attention. Uh, for the rest of us that aren't Ukrainians, I think the world, quite frankly, Kira, is surprised by the will of the Ukrainian people to stand up and fight. Are you? Well, I'm not surprised. I, uh, we have been fighting uh, Putin for the last eight years, 
and we had thriller revolutions in our country when we did not agree with what was going on with uh, the direction of where we're moving in. But right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. There you go. That was a Ukrainian parliament member. And I'm sure she's all for the people since they're fighting for the new world order. Oops, didn't mean to say that, did you? But it did come out. We're all getting puppeteered right now. And I've been telling you all this, and I, I'm, I don't say this with, like, I'm trying to tell you so. I'm just trying to repoint the importance of not falling to the trap of getting into this mandate stuff. Okay, so as you've got the war going on with Ukraine, which it's going on, and that's a Russian incursion of a place that, quite frankly, is their right to go in. Oh, yeah, we did have, what is it, 11 bio labs that were funded by DOD, NIH, and other departments they're now finding. It's not just that. There's more money departments that have been dumping money over there than we even knew. So let's get clear about that. Today, Russian TV dropped a bomb, not that we're surprised if you've been awake, of 10 CIA agents that were all charged with pedophilia and bestiality, none of which were charged. They were just dismissed from work. And those are hard court case documents. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get people to understand something here. We're, our government, I don't care what the other governments are right now. If the world is going to be saved, we have got to purge our government of its own corruption. We don't need to be meddling in other people's affairs. And Ukraine is not something to meddle in. It is, it is Russian territory. I hate to say it. It's the origins of the, of the Russian state. And if you have a hard time with that, then go to Ukraine and go visit it yourself and see what's going on. But here's what we have coming up now, almost guaranteed. This is a really good analysis thrown together based on some quotes that they've pulled together. This account is called at robber underscore baron underscore also known as the Robber Baron, which is awesome because that's the Robber Barons is which Teddy Roosevelt took down. They were the version of the deep state of the late 1800s. But listen to this, what I think, and I think this person's dead on. The Democrats' new COVID strategy. This isn't just the Democrats. Watch for this worldwide. Because now that Putin is in Ukraine, if you noticed, and we, we really should be sending President Putin a thank you note for making COVID disappear because it has. Like, thank you, President Putin. COVID just went away. Okay, so here's the, he's saying the Democrats' new COVID strategy. I'm just going to say the WEF's new COVID strategy and the WHO's no COVID strategy. Declare victory. Pretend lockdowns were needed. Pretend you care about harms of mitigation. Acknowledge that even Democrats got COVID. Say you always thought zero COVID was dumb. Don't talk about the new normal. Because that's not going well, right? So what we're seeing here, that's all based on political quotes that have been surfacing. And I think there's a lot to that. And especially when we start to look at what's going on behind the scenes, which is not insignificant. So those two, uh, by the way, this is a fantastic site on Telegram. Uh she, I'm assuming it's she, goes by for a good reason. You'll know why. Uh, plastic Girl Reporting. Plastic Girl Reporting. It's a, t uh, glad she, I'm actually glad she trademarked it because she's that good. She puts together 
great stuff. And she does a daily summary of news sometimes. It's just, I mean, some of the best out there. So if you are on Telegram, check out Plastic Girl Reporting Follower. Really, really good. Um, another one, I'm going to read some stuff here. This is Shine with Chanda. I've mentioned this before. Shine with Chanda. So here's the thing that she's been tracking a lot of this propaganda, and she's got a very interesting perspective on it, that it is the mainstream media and that, that is also debunking the propaganda. And her reasoning behind this is by them, because they're doing. there's a whole bunch of fact-checking going on with CNN right now that are debunking, like saying, well, these were fake videos. These, look at all the fake videos. And they're talking about this all in terms of the amount of, matter of fact, I'll just read you the quote. What's different now, this is from somebody at CNN, is that there are so many more nodes for the distribution of propaganda. We have the problem that we always have on social media of having too much information and not being able to sort through that and filter it to say, to say what is real and what is not real. One thing we always observe when there's a crisis or a natural disaster is that people will circulate content they know is fake. Patriots, that's a setup to start censoring right there because what they're saying is there's too many voices besides ourselves, and besides ourselves, we need to get this pared down. So she's done some great research recently on what's been going on in some other areas and her perspective is, and I'm just going to read a couple of these, um, I've been convinced for a few years that most of the content we see on social media has been put out by them and anything that goes viral for the sole purpose of furthering their dangerous misinformation narrative. And they do this. They're, they're creating this idea that it, misinformation is a dangerous narrative. And it, she continues, the fact that all of these mainstream outlets are fact-checking war footage with verifiable proof that it is indeed fake, is just feeding the fire. I believe they are intentionally putting out the videos knowing we will share them and that it that is garnering more support and justification for more censorship and control of the Internet. And then she continues, which is perfectly in line, and this is the research she's been doing. I wasn't aware of it until she brought it up a few days ago or last week which is perfectly in line with this section they made sure to include in the WHO International Treaty on Pandemic Prevention and Preparedness that will be signed on March 1st by every country, by the way. And so listen to this. Um, the agreement would ensure that there is more transparency, more accountability, and more shared responsibility in the international system. In addition, it will set the foundation for better communication and information for the citizens, <laughs> for our slaves, they should put, for our, for our slaves that are now listening only to us. And it continues, misinformation threatens public trust and risks undermining public health responses. To redeem citizen trust, concrete measures should be foreseen to improve the flow of reliable and accurate information as well as to tackle misinformation globally. So basically they're talking about control of the Internet and the way to tackle misinformation is to control the internet, which is internet 3.0 coming and probably digital passes, which means that's going to tie to your social credit score and they'll little by little weed people off the internet with your digital pass access. So they don't care about Ukraine, right? 
What they do care about is controlling the information surrounding the current pandemic and combating misinformation for, before they launch the next pandemic. So be very aware of that. That's coming. That's not even a question. Um, by the way, I, I have to confirm this today, but I, I do understand this is true. This is too much. The Ukraine's President Zelensky, as we know, is an ex-comedian that played the piano with his um, private part on a TV show before he became president. I, I, None of this surprises me. I'm like, why not? You know, th- this is just, oh, these people. They're sick. That's all I can tell you. They're sick. And we have to stop listening to them. To be very blunt, there's just nothing redeeming about them, our governments, anything. I'm, you know, if you listen to CPAC, and I didn't listen to CPAC, I listened to excerpts from CPAC just to be clear, because I couldn't, it just was making me nauseous. There is, there is a, there is a vertical tunnel vision that is happening within the conservatives that, I mean, literally... It's just this warmongering nonsense. And I listened to a piece today of President Trump's speech where he literally is talking about how he threatened some state's state leader and basically threatened to blow up his house, his personal house. That's what he says. And the way he said it is, you know, I, I showed him a picture of his house and he says, Mr. President, why would you show me a picture of this house? And And of course, the crowd all got it and they cheered because he threatened to blow up his house. What the hell is wrong with us? I mean, we are, uh, it's like they're salivating going to wanting to get in a war with somebody. And I know that every single person that has done this, I guess I just was told it was the Taliban commander. Let me tell you, that's no way to win friends and family. And it's not the way we do diplomacy. And it's not the way that we get somewhere to it. So it's just, you know, it's the crowd's cheering. Well, here's, here's a wild one for you. I just want you to think about this a minute. Everyone that currently is anti-vax and wants a country that gets rid of these pedophiles, you're now equivalent, according to DHS, you are no different than the Taliban. So in other words, when you have a states person telling a commander of the Taliban they're going to blow up your house, these idiots, thanks to Obama, that has never been rescinded, by the way, have the authority to blow up your house domestically. And all they really all they have to do is just use your smart meter and surge you backwards and burn your house down. I'm not kidding about any of that. All right. I'm just I, I think I'm just getting a little bit perturbed overall with the lack of center on faith and what we are supposed to be as a nation. We, we are not supposed to be drooling and salivating over destroying somebody's life. And yet, while we can celebrate blowing up a Taliban leader's house, apparently, or threatening to do so, you know, that clip I've played, I'll play it maybe in a minute here, from, it's a really important component of um, Wag the Dog. I mean, at the end, it's like, they're talking about the video they shot in Iraq, and the guy says one video in the entire American public was sold on the war. And it's the truth. A video of a nose cone is like a video game. I don't even know if it was true. But everybody was like, rah, rah. 
We're blowing things up now. Great. That's the American way of doing business. Blow stuff up. If we blow it up, everybody loves it. That's why Ukraine got everybody's attention. Everybody's attention jumped on Ukraine because there was explosions. And even though we... Even though we've gone through and proven that many of the explosions shots that they're showing came from other wars, it's all propaganda. Even though the civilians, like the old lady that they showed, wasn't from Ukraine. She was some, from some other incident in 2018 or 2016. I mean, this is nuts. It's literally nuts. And people are gurgitating. And the, the, the propaganda is good because it's designed specifically to provoke emotional reactions. We have got to have some grounding. And the only way we're going to get grounding is to get ourselves regrounded with Christ. And it's not happening in the pew and the, and the pulpit. It's not because it's kind of like this drive-through faith lately. I mean, we've got churches that have shut down. We have pastors that are out here that don't want to dig into the hard topics they don't want to get into that close intimacy with Christ. It's more like this. It's, and I, I'm not going to generalize 100%. I have to be careful always because there are good pastors out here, and I do acknowledge those, and they're great that have done this work. But, I mean, so much of our, so much of our, our faith, our pastoring that is going on in this nation is a drive-through pastor. It's like show up on Sunday, pay, pay the offering plate, a little bit of blessing on you. You'll be good for a week. Come back next week for a tune-up. That is not knowing God. That is not walking with Christ. Walking with Christ and is about an intimate relationship that we're having every day, that everything we're doing, we're having a conversation with Christ and through Christ to the Father, and we're trying to become to know this relationship as Father wants to know us. But we get sidetracked. It's like, whoa, you know, I, I, whoa, I like the, I like the shiny silver object. I like the explosive stuff. I love the tannerite going off. This is great. Where's our center point? I, you know, I, I think there's a point where, and why I find some frustration in this is there's a point where we were children. We're kind of in a big game right now, and we're not growing up fast enough. And I think as you know, as us in walking with Christ and trying to awaken people, we better make, we've got to make sure our own house is cleaned up and make sure that our relationship with God is tight and solid. And we've got to do everything we can to get people to start turning away from the worship of state and leaders and blowing people up and finding that's cool. I mean, that, that mindset's just disgusting. And I, I am repulsed by it on many levels because having witnessed it and been around it, for real, not in, you know, TV versions of it. And I, you've heard me rail on this before. I mean, and I, and I will point it out. Q groups are the worst at this offense, which is, oh, you know, uh, I know that people died from the vax, but, uh, you know, people have to die in war. I'm like, all right, idiot, go take the injection in and find out what it's like. Go stand by people that are dying. Tell me how you're going to do. And I will guarantee you 99% of them won't. And I will also, I'm also beginning to be highly suspicious that a whole bunch of the Q movement took the injection anyway, and that's why they say that. They don't want to get to the real core of it. But it, it gets tiring when we start to demean life. 
Life is precious. And we're here to do great things, to work together, to accomplish incredible things together. That's the whole principle of Bard's Nation. That's the principle of the seven, seven pillars in county by county. To empower us, to teach us again, each one of us to relearn as we do. And we are all relearning. I'm not excluding myself. We are all relearning the process of you know, getting back into our daily rituals of faith, digging hard into building a home garden, doing what we, if you have children, hopefully helping or helping others with homeschooling, taking responsibility for your health, breaking away from the corporate yoke of your job to have right work. You know, it's becoming informed and balancing that with our faith and then as well as becoming, living a life of stewardship and conservation. Those are powerful mixes, and we put those together, we begin to find an energized, connected community that is trying to live to the best of what God would want us to live. That doesn't say that we're not going to have to defend our way, right? I get it. But we're not out here seeking war. We're not salivating at the idea of blowing up somebody's house. And that's just, that's misplaced machoism. It's misplaced ego. And I find it, it really percolates up a lot because I think, you know, in this world of soy degenderization or demasculization, it's like those are the things that energize people. It's like, whoa, that defines a man. Does it? Does that define a man? I'll tell, I don't think so. And the last time I checked, I was a man. I think what what is the courage piece is to show a steady hand and to know that what you're capable of is one thing, but to work through those difficult places of the engagement and coming to know each other and listening. I'm really, you know, I we're, need to be reminded to Chronicles 7.14. My people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face critical words there. We don't pay attention to that enough and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I don't know how blowing up somebody's house or, you know, cheering on the Ukrainians to go kill Russians, which is exactly what I've been is on the web. Probably a lot of it's coming from AI stuff or the CIA announcing how they're going to work with those Insurgents are true Ukrainians. Well, those true Ukrainians happen to be true, no kidding, neo-Nazis that they funded in power and that now they're going to teach them better how to kill Russians? What nonsense is this? I mean, I'm just on all serious. If you think about this, consider how we would feel if you had Russia. And we know how we've heard this before and Americans get all riled up. Russia saying, we are going to we are going to go over and teach the Taliban how to kill more Americans when they're there. I mean, that would not fly well. And yet somehow it's okay for us to say it to them. I'm not, I'm not digging in on this one. And it's, as a public, is we have to start taking accountability for this. Because as a nation, there's a lot we have to deal with here. If we're going to humble ourselves before God and we're going to try to turn away from our wicked ways, I said the other night one of the big issues is children, and it is. But there's many more issues than just children. For one thing, the whole concept of children 
disappearing isn't even known by most Americans. So that's an awareness campaign that we'll talk about building out of Bards Nation in the, throughout the summer. As I said, I'm hoping to have a, an awareness map built by Interactive by August, maybe sooner. But let's be very real. I mean, there are many issues we have to deal with in this nation. And at the core of it, as we dig into this, is if we're seeking to heal, turn ourselves from our wicked ways, it might be a good idea as a nation to start turning to God first instead of cheering on the blowing something up. Just saying. You know, if you take two mat, this is one of the things. This is actually did happen, but it is a, it's also an example. Two great masters. If you took two great masters, two great masters stood together in a sparring match. It's a competition, and this really did happen. And they were both of the highest level of each of their martial arts, and they stood paired off against each other for a period of about three five minutes. And then suddenly they bowed and one acknowledged the other and they walked away. And people in not understanding what happened were like, well, that was no fight. It actually was a masterful fight. It was one of the most brilliant and most beautiful things to witness because they had read each other so perfectly by standing across from each other. They already knew what the other was going to do in whatever the subtleties of that art that they were trying to put before themselves. One showed himself better than the other. And there was respect for it without ever throwing a blow. That's mastery of power, by the way. So this other part of Chronicles 7.14, my people and my who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, we got that part, and seek my face, how many of us seek God's face? How many of us do that? And yet it's put before the words turned from their wicked ways. He's asking us to pray and seek his face. That is a father that's intimate and asking us to get to know him. Not a father that says, I want you to be afraid of me like I'm an abusive parent. That's not what he's saying. Listen to this. This is this is Proverbs 4, and I think it shows it very well. And listen to these words. I'm going to read a lot of Proverbs 4 here. Proverbs 4, hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will guard you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear my son and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. 
I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. And if you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it and do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil. And they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. That shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness They do not know over what they stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For your life to those who find them and wealth to all their body, watch over your heart with diligence. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. And put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. That is to me so intimate and so much a reflection of what Father is trying to seek from us an intimate relationship to bring us close to him, an intimate relationship that he wants to share in our lives. Not a relationship where we are fearful. I I mean, there's always a little bit of fear in God. There should be. (laughs) He He does have kind of the ability to like exterminate a lot of stuff in one swoop. It's like, whoops. But in all truth, I mean, it's the intimacy of what, we has put before us is to build this intimacy in God and the relationship with father as if it is our father, because he is in a much, in a incredible way. And so the only way you're going to do that is to seek his face, to seek that relationship with him that is truly intimate. And I just don't think that that's pushed enough in our, in our teachings and in, in church. And I don't hear it enough. I hear a lot about, you know, salvation. I hear a lot about, you know, God as this entity, but the intimacy. And it's the, when we build that intimacy, we, have, we, we are not drawn to these other silly things. And we start to gain the wisdom. And as is said in four, in Proverbs four, acquire the wisdom. And as we are acquiring the wisdom, we're growing. The the truth is this. We are sitting at the cusp of humanity right now. We are literally Jeremiah 6.16. We have the choice between the ancient paths and saying we will not walk in it. And that's a very profound place to be if we all internalize it. Because that very profound place is we are either going to walk towards and deeper in the intimacy of Father or we're literally not going to walk there at all. And the consequences of that, if you let that set in, wide gate, narrow gate is a nice way of saying you're going to be walking with Father or you're going to be sitting with your feet roasting in the lake of fire. 
ultimately. And maybe for some you find that too extreme, but that's how I see my day every day. And in that relationship with God and everything that we're doing, and in, in spite of all of this, I'm imperfect, and I put it before Father. And I'm like, look, today was one of those days I had my moments where I'm like, there are so many stupid people in this world, literally. I mean, I was like, all right, Father, listen, I'm about at my peak stupid of dealing with peak stupid right now of these people that are buying into once again this hand puppetry and this narrative to be whiplashed around to start chasing another squirrel. Where is our intimacy with you? And that was part of my discussions today in prayer. Where is our collective intimacy? Yes, we can personally repent, and yes, we can, but we are in the valley of decision right now. And nations will be judged. God does not judge nations after life. God is judging nations now. And we need to take this very seriously because our nation isn't doing real well. And there's way too many people that are still trying to seek help through politicians and help through voting and help through somebody else like a magic military team that's going to save the day. But we're not taking this to father because I think people just don't either. They, and I, I'm saying as a collective whole of the nation, I think as a nation, either we don't know how and we've forgotten or we're afraid. I, I don't know which, and maybe that's oversimplified, but I don't think it's too far from the point. Because if we're going to realize the accountability that we have collectively, because we do have an accountability individually, but we know that father judges nations. And we are in the valley of decision. And it's a rather profound moment right now for humanity and for nations. And I don't put any of the leaders up on a pedestal because I think a lot of them are all playing towards this other side in one version or another because I think they've all agreed that, well, we've got the best solution for humanity and that's going to be a transitioning them to transhumanism and that's okay and we're going to make life better because it's all going to be Internet of Things and we're going to have robots and AI helping us manage ourselves. That's not my plan. So I haven't yet found anybody in a leadership role that has denounced any of that. Therefore, I am not going to stand with them. I think if we're awake, we're also all feeling this point of like, okay, can we start getting some truth out of our leadership? And I'm not sure that they're capable of it. And here's the other thing is I think it needs to be acknowledged that we have acquired, thanks to God, as we follow this path, he has given us wisdom. So part of that is we have to untrain ourselves. We have to stop looking towards these people that are to lead us. These people that are leading us need us more than we need them, but they're convincing us that we can't do anything without them. It's the greatest hand trick of the whole world. And if we go back, as I've done so many times, to the beauty of the Declaration of Independence. And I swear, anymore, I read the first sentence of the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, and it cracks me up. It cracks me up even talking about it right now because it is the biggest middle finger to the entire world that one could ever write because they literally take all the kings and, and monarchs and king, queens, and all this that's going on in Europe, all these people, humans, that are sitting in the thrones of power with these anointed little 
a supposedly anointed little jewel-covered hats on, crowns, who are calling themselves and having people look at themselves as anointed from God. And our founding fathers say, yeah, we got a God. We're putting God on our throne, not you. And literally give them the big middle finger and they just troll the heck out of them while they create one of the greatest visions for a country ever created. Seriously. It is an unbelievable gift to us that we have been given a country that is so beautiful in its form because at its origins in the Declaration of Independence, God was put on the throne above us. And yet, ask, I would say, ask most people in the United States and they don't even understand that. And what a tragedy that is. So this, again, it falls on this remnant. A remnant that we will not and should not always agree on everything. But a remnant that does agree principally on one thing, or two actually. That we are walking in the body of Christ and we are pursuing an intimate relationship with Father. And an intimate relationship with Christ for that matter. I don't want to sidestep that at all. So it is our responsibility, in my opinion, to seek that relationship. It's there for the taking. Seek his face. And come to know him. And come to know Christ. He's within us. Come to know who he is. How he works in our lives. Talk to him. Talk to Father. Turn first there always, not to the TV, Telegram, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Turn first to God. And as we do that, we find, we discover amazing things. We discover this amazing person who loves us. He's part of us. He wants to live through us. He wants to experience the life with us. And as we do that, we grow so immensely because none of this stuff bothers us anymore. We're given sight, literally eyes to see because you look at it and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. You start to see the heart of the matter. You start to see with clear eyes to the very core of what's true and what's not. And the temptations start to fall out of our way because what is, what is there to be tempted by when you're literally having a conversation with the king, the one king? What is there to be tempted by when all things are provided because you're trusting in him? Nothing is the answer. You can't be tempted. And we need that strength right now, more than ever. We're going to need it a lot more coming because these people aren't going to stop. These, whatever they are, that are running the world are going to continue to throw as many squirrels in the path as they can. And sadly, a lot of people are going to drift away. It's going to take the hard pounding climb up that hill and it's going to take the fellowship that we've been building here to continue to build the strength to hold the line 
And by holding the line, it's not some metaphorical, cute phrase. This is deep. This is Ephesians 6, 10, 18, 10 to 18. This is the armor of God. Hold the line. This is the hold the line that as we hold this line, it will be difficult. But we always know we can lean into Christ and we can always lean into Father. And we know that he's there. And I will guarantee you, and I say this very, very firmly, God knows this is a difficult time. God knows this is not easy for us. But we're here because he trusts us. We're walking this path because he knows that we can do this. And he knows that because we can do this, there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to be able to return to him because of that. It doesn't make us heroes. We don't get written up in some chronicles of the time. It's simply because that is what we are intended to do. And that's a pretty beautiful thing. My people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. We need to heal our land. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in this time of continued chaos and churning of, of the perceptions of truth to keep people completely off balance, we truly pray that more eyes can turn to you and through Christ to you, Father. This is a time when we're being, we're truly being tested by the, the events of this time. And we know in our heart that we have to turn to you more deeply than ever before and seek that relationship of intimacy with you, Father. So, Lord, just hear us. That's what we want. We want to get to know you as Father. We want to get to know Christ as he who sacrificed everything for us. We want to get to know the intimacy of each of those relationships. We want to have it in our lives. We want to feel that experience of the love, the caring, the grace, and even the rebukes. We want to grow. We want to grow deeper. We want to grow greater, to do greater works than he. And we know that we can. We also know that we're flawed. And so forgive us for that. And we will continue to seek. But we know it's going to take a diligence to open that door. And we know that once that door is opened, it will stay open. So, Lord, guide us in this path. Guide us in these moments, in those moments when we drift. Guide us to you and that deep and personal relationship, like father, like son, like father, like daughter. And let us learn the ways of the ancient paths. 
And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. These are times when we should all be challenged to a degree. And we should be challenged so that we never feel comfortable. Comfort comfort is complacency in these terms. And we can't be complacent in this time. This is a constant motion forward. It's a, it's a, a world that's changing. And we truly are active in an outcome of this. It's not a terminal end. If life was so easy as to read a prophecy and understand what the end is, there'd be really no purpose in participating. And I don't believe that's the case at all. We have an active role to play in this time. And we have to be strong. We have to learn to listen to Father because one of the greatest events that lies ahead, in my opinion, is going to be the strength of the remnant that can stand even if the connection to one another is broken because in those moments, where do we turn? We turn first to Father. And he knows that, and he won't always be there to guide everything, but we have the trust and the wisdom that we've acquired to be able to move forward, even if it's silent, and know that we're on the right path. When you have that type of an army facing this type of an evil, there is no stopping God's army. That's the strength he needs in each and every one of us. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into this fight. Prayers rock us to, anchor us to the rock of faith. Prayers tie us deep into God. And as we pray and we seek that intimacy, it's the, it's the relationship of trust, and we have to trust in him. God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And God will always win. But we have a mission here. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. All right, Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow night. Tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee, actually. 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
Dance on the cold day's dark. 